Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. I'm going to carry on with our theme about parenting, and I'm going to take it to something a little more serious right now. Uh, you may or may not have noticed today is September 11th, right. and it's hard to believe that it's been 22 years since the September 11th tragedy. Mm. I still remember it like it was yesterday in some ways. Uh, we were on the air here in the studio. Uh, I had just done a Torture Tuesday in which we had had Dr. Keller come in and take some moles off of my bottom. And we were all having fun with that. And all of a sudden, we had word that a small plane had flown into the World Trade Center. When we saw the video, it looked bigger than they originally led us to believe. And while we were talking about it, we watched another jet slam into one of the trade's uh, towers. And at that point, it was clear something bad was happening. And we ended up being on the air till about 1.30 that afternoon, trying to cover everything that happened. But for a lot of kids now, and even some of the parents out there that were just little kids when this happened, it's kind of hard to know how to talk with your kids about it. So I found an interesting article that gives you some tips on how to bring this up and talk to your kids about it. Yeah, and I know a lot of teachers, too. They, they explain it in class and stuff, right? Too, especially on this day, if, if school's going on. Well, the thing about it, too, is it has a lot to do with the age of your kids. Uh, the first thing they say is when you're talking with your kids about it, because they're probably going to see it either in school or on the news, is gauge how much they already know. Your first question should be, what do you know about 9-11? Because they may have learned something in school or they may have bad information that you need mm -hmm. to be able to address to what really happens yeah you can get anything on the internet that's not true okay next yeah. thing is to be mindful of their age if they're young keep it simple and don't get too detailed teens can handle a lot more and may have specific questions and you might want to also let them know what it was like living through it in a in a kind of a broader sense to let them know what things felt like then because it was a really weird time uh, I even remember when I first saw a plane again in the sky afterwards when they started letting them fly again, how almost ominous and scary that was to see a plane in the air again. Not something that you would think of today. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of those stories, even like for grandparents and stuff, like Vietnam War and things, like you don't hear those as much anymore. That's because they were a long time ago now. Well, it is, but like your grandparents, you know, still could tell you those stories mm -hmm. because it's important about, about, uh, for a history. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, also, they say use a lesson plan. You can actually uh, get these. The 9-11 Memorial has them broken down for different age groups, and you can download them for free at 911memorial.org. So that's a great way to maybe take advantage of a resource that's out there already. I think that's good because the flannel graphs are kind of out now, right? The what? The flannel graphs. Did you not have that? <laughs> like in Sunday school where they'd... You'd have the big old board, and you'd put the, you know, Joseph with the many colors and the sheep beside him. Flannel graph? Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm glad there's apps for that now. Me too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Even in Sunday school, sometimes they will show you the uh, story from, an uh, like, an app. Huh. Yeah, on an iPad. I'll, I'll oh. Google that. I'll look it up for the flannel app. Um, flannel lap. <laughs> you said flannel graphs, right? Yeah, yeah. I was going to see if there was a flannel graph app. There you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, encourage your kids to talk to other people who do remember, especially if you don't. You know, if you're in your 20s or 30s, you may not have even, well, you might not have been alive if you're in your 20s or you would have been a very small child. So you may not have as much to share with them. But if you can maybe talk to your parents and have them tell your kids about it, that's a good way, an uncle or a grandparent. I remember how unified we all were afterwards. Mm. We were yeah. the strongest yeah. nation. Everybody had everyone's back. We were nice to each other. Yeah. And what then happened? Facebook came around. Yeah. 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 And COVID. Yeah. Because you weren't wearing your mask. Then we're divided now. It's like mm-hmm. I'm offended yeah. by everything. <laughs> okay. They yeah. say read and watch stories from survivors or people who lost loved ones. We did the 9-11 Museum in, in New York City, and that really sunk it in. You heard the video messages. You saw the written things. You saw the purses that were found in the wreckage that belonged to somebody that just they didn't need it anymore. Listen to the voicemails. Yeah. Gosh, I listened to those yesterday, and was it was rough. It is. It's tough to know what these people were going through. And then they said, plan a trip to a 9-11 memorial. No matter where you are, you're not that far from one. There's over a 1,000 memorials across the U.S. now. In fact, uh, at Pelham Road, right by Interstate 85, is a fire station. And they actually have a piece of the World Trade Center tower. Oh, wow. One of the beams is there. You can actually go and see that. I've passed by it many times. So, you know, something that might make it a little more real or have a place where there might be a little of the story to share. But it is something that, you know, it's, it's, in some ways it's very sad to me that this has been almost, you know, swept over with the sands of time. It's like my kids get it. I've spent a lot of time talking to them, but there's no way they can understand it the way those of us that lived through it understood it. Because it was an incredibly scary, incredibly emotional time. It's kind of like, Cato, when your mom talks about birthing you, and she always reminds you. She almost died. Yeah, yeah. She's like, it's so yeah. painful for me. Happy birthday, son. Yeah. You know, I almost died giving birth to you. And it's like you can't even remember that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but she sure does. She does. Yeah. Hawk and Tom on B93.7. I want to talk about your bad habits this morning. Okay. You probably have a few, don't you? Oh, yeah. I bite my fingernails. Tom, I'm glad you mentioned that because I want to talk about it. Uh, Yeah. I can't quit. There's nail-biting breakthrough going on right now. Really? I just broke through one of mine last night. The cuticle's all inflamed. Uh, They say that, you know, the uh, biting your fingernails, scratching your skin, picking scabs, stuff like that, it's body-focused repetitive behaviors and even hair plucking and skin picking 
Um, it's it's bad for you. Obviously, you know that. Uh, no, I really didn't know biting my nails was bad for me. Yeah. I yeah. mean, some of the other things you mentioned sound horrible. Is picking scabs a bad habit? Yeah, it can cause scars, they say. And, of course, plucking your hair can cause ball spots. Hair, but. Well, I only plug the dead ends. Yeah. <laughs> so that doesn't count. Kato, I feel like this is one of those things where we can all look at ours and be like, well, at least I don't do those other ones. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what not to do is try to uh, pop a burnt bubble on your finger before it's ready uh. to because you see my black finger right here. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. I Ooh. hope it's not rotting off. What is that movie, Mr. Deeds, where his foot looks like that? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like you've got, like, a uh, frostbite or something. Yeah, on your it does. It's, I think that's just a blood bubble. That's It's actually doing better. Well, <laughs> they don't talk about that here. But well, if it wasn't for nail biting, hair plucking, and skin picking, I'd have nothing to do on the weekends. <laughs> Who plucks their hair? I've I know, never that's heard of just that. Sometimes weird. they just, like, they'll take one little strand and pluck it. That's a nervous habit that they uh, yeah. have. Well, they tried to pluck mine one time at the salon, <laughs> my eyebrows. Yeah. I about come out that chair. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> yes, I cried. I just cut mine. So up to 30% of people bite their nails, Tom. So you know what? You're in that 30%. Okay. And they say a simple hack to help you stop, try replacing the habit by gently stroking your forearm instead. Like, you know what? Use your hand. And just, you know, maybe comb, you know, comb over with your hairs that you have on your forearm <laughs> and say, gently do that, and that can help you stop biting your nails. What? How's that going to stop me from biting my nails? Researchers had over 150 nail biters to do this for six weeks, and over half said that it helped. By the end, 54% weren't biting their nails as much. I'll bet you $100. You check back with them in six months, they're all biting their nails. <laughs> I started painting my nails so I would not bite them. But instead, I chew on my cuticles. Yeah, and you know so. what? I had that stuff that makes your fingernails taste horrible. I learned to tolerate it. <laughs> did you have braces? Uh-uh. Oh, see? I did. When you, did you? Yeah, when I was a kid. Well, you just like to eat anything. When I had <laughs> braces, uh, there's things that I still don't. I don't crunch on ice to this day. Yeah, okay. I never had bitten my fingernails anyway, but having oh. braces, you couldn't really do that. He'll, he'll pop his boils, oh, Tom. Don't let him talk down to you. I'm not. <laughs> He's over there picking his scabs and making me look something like I'm a bad guy. Boil sounds so dirty. Yes. It's a burn blister. Okay, burn blister. Anyway. How'd you get it? Boiling water? <laughs> Lightly sure. stroke your uh, forearm, they say, with your fingertips, okay? Don't scratch, though. Just to gently run it. Maybe you can try that if you want to, I'm Tom. Gonna pass. It's okay. not going to work. Because here's the thing. Biting your fingernails is a very... Um, satisfying feeling you get that okay. bite you get that crunch you get to peeling it <laughs> off there's another thing that you can do if you bite your nails they say rub the tips of your first two fingers against the uh, tip of your thumb like that like you kind of rub you know like you're wadding up a little paper ball or something like you got a booger okay you can do that <laughs> like if you do that that also is satisfying and you won't pick or bite your fingernails i don't think these people know what they're talking about i don't think they ever bit their own fingernails and i don't like the repetitious feeling like that like no. rubbing your finger blech, i don't that does something to me i don't like that biting your nails working towards a project you're like <laughs> i'm gonna get this thing off here i'm gonna try to get it just right and then it doesn't go just right so you got to bite the other side to try to even it out isn't there something you can buy that will like i remember my mom putting it on my thumb when i sucked my thumb as a kid yeah and every time you would put your thumb in your mouth it would just taste horrible yeah i, I said that i got so used there to is it some stuff oh yeah it's like a nail polish Oh, <laughs> it tastes terrible, but you get used to it. Oh, you can use that or cow manure. <laughs> okay, that might actually work. Farmers yeah. do that. It's like your son puts your thumb in the cow manure. <laughs> yeah. I made that up. 
I made that up. You don't do that. <laughs> Lightly brush your fingers on one hand across the knuckles of the other hand. That's another technique they say will actually help you stop biting your nails. I don't buy any of these. I'm mm-hmm. honestly having a hard time not biting my nails right now. Know, the more right? we talk about I know, it. I want to go. Yeah. Is, okay. Yeah. Get down, good. Li- and then you get down in the quick and you're like, I'm going to give it a break. There's yeah. the, the, the worst feeling, though, is when you do have one of those little hangy things off your finger and you bite that. And, yeah. and instead of clipping it off, you rip it off. Yeah. And it's sore for like three days. And you're I, like, why? I like the word rip. I, I do It's more of a slow peel. And you can do that with your cuticles, too. You get that little flap and you get it. And then when oh. you pull it, it rips all the way down. Yeah. It's all Ooh. up to your second knuckle. Yeah. You're like, dang, I pulled a little too hard on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I was trying to help you out this morning. Apparently, there's no help for you. No, just eat away. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to get you a little dip tray. <laughs> dip your fingernails in a little dip tray there. Ranch dressing, some queso dip. I was going to say you got to have cheese dip. <laughs> yeah. I like them plain. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, speaking of vampires, not long ago, we told you about something that was going on in the spa and facial world, mm-hmm. skin care, maybe, uh, and it was called the vampire facial, and I remember when we brought it up, we thought it was kind of crazy. It involves smearing blood on your face Ugh. during a facial, and there were other things that went on. I think they actually re-injected your own platelets into your face where it was supposed to do more good. Uh, the whole thing sounded bizarre to me. It did not sound pleasant to have blood smeared all over your face. And it sounded a little bit like one of those snake oil things that may not have actually done any good at all. Now, I have seen the mummy wraps where they wrap your head up like a mummy. And uh, the Frankenstein Botox treatments. <laughs> <laughs> You're just making crap up. I now. know, because it's a vampire facial. Well, they call that's it weird. that because it was used in blood. Yeah. And the wrap thing, that's a thing. Yeah, the wrap thing, the mummy wrap is like, See, yeah, it's, it's a mummy. And technically, the Frankenstein thing is too if you get enough work done. You get enough Botox? Yeah. Yeah. He's like All a bodybuilder. Right. Well, I'd like to stay yeah. serious because this is serious. Oh, the sorry. vampire facials have actually resulted now in at least two people getting HIV. Oh, I was going to no. say, it's oh, got to wow. be dangerous using blood. Exactly, yeah. right? Mm. So um, there was a spa in New Mexico, a woman named Maria Ramos de Ruiz. She was the spa owner that offered these vampire facials. She's just been sentenced to three and a half years in prison. Uh, Get this. Apparently, she did not have any of the uh, certificates and licenses that she needed to have, but she was faking it. Yeah, where can a vampire get those, though? (laughs) (laughs) Um, she was busted for running an illegal medical spa in 2018 at least two of her patients who received the treatment have been diagnosed with hiv her cosmetology and business licenses had long expired before the time she was doing this but she had done a great job of creating the illusion that she was properly trained uh, in these practices, bringing and forging numerous certificates and even a fake degree from the University of Phoenix. Where do they get the blood? Apparently yeah. from, like, you know, <laughs> homeless people, it sounds like. I mean, really, how, how does that process work? Um, yeah, like, do you, do you, are you on the street? Like, hey, you want to give me a pint of blood? <laughs> like, yeah. You don't like you work out. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Like I said, to me, when I heard about this thing originally, I thought it sounded very sketchy. Well, you know people out there that it's like a dentist who's doing work out of his garage. Yeah. And you know, people will line up and go that, and you're like, okay. Well, it is cheap. <laughs> okay. Like, if you're doing it out there beside your car, and you're like, sit in this dentist chair, I'm going to go ahead and give you a crown real quick. But I know people who own salons, several, and they always get visits. And I think from Dieck is it right yeah. some government official often to where they have to be up to code it seems like when you are offering this type of treatment that would be one that would alert the heck or i don't know the government to go check it out well i mean where is the master vampire certificate on the wall there yeah. you know <laughs> that lady should have had the college of transylvania yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently the blood comes from you. They take the blood from somewhere else, like from your arm, then they put it in a centrifuge and get the platelets out, and then they inject the platelets into your skin. The problem was they were not using proper sterilization techniques uh, on the needles. Okay, huh. So they were basically reusing these needles from one patient to another and began spreading hepatitis and HIV and oh, all wow. kinds of fun things. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's something you always slightly wonder about. You're like, you want to see that thing go in the garbage at the end? Mm-hmm. Even at the dentist, you're like, did they clean everything really good? Because there's you know blood and all that stuff mixed in. You want to make sure that's the most important thing probably they could be doing is cleaning properly. I'm going to say that my hygienist, she's opening each tool individually. Yeah, They're individually wrapped like they've just been cleaned and right. packaged. Kind of like the sporks they have at the KFC. Yeah, because yeah. they have one little plastic bag. A little plastic bag, bag yeah. <laughs> so you're saying you'd be okay if they were using sporks as long as they came out of a plastic bag. Oh, yeah, yeah. At the KFC. Sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, they say it's the platelet-rich plasma that's the secret to younger-looking skin. I don't even know if I believe that or not. It sounds like just one of those things that they say is, but your body already does most of that for you. And they're like, okay, vampire facial or Dove soap? I'll go with the Dove soap. <laughs> <laughs> they can't charge as much for that. So, yeah. and what part of the Dove is that made from? Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> Do doves have nuggets like the chickens? <laughs> they did. Yeah. Before the soap. Oh, they, oh, I see. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. That's pretty sad. <laughs> I use Dove. Yeah, I, 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 I do. You can see a kid, though, like, is this made out of a bird, Mommy? It's Dove soap. <laughs> well, I am proud, as usual, to be able to say, like, snub my nose at all the rich, fancy people who do this crazy stuff. And it's like, that's, those of us that are normal are like, ha, it's... Because you're like, I would never have done that. You've never had a vampire facial. No. And by the looks of it, they never had a facial period, have you? I have had facials. Oh, sorry about that. That was kind of just mean and out of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to be silly, Tom. I mean, obviously you've had facials. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a bloodbath in here. I know. (laughs) Hawk and Tom on B93.7. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 